Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very senior and accomplished professional from Vienna, Austria, Mr. Eric Myers. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, thank you for the invitation. Thank you. Um, Eric is the head of global marketing and communications and corporate communications uh, of Lohmann and Rauscher. He's an award-winning author of a book titled The Accidental Change Agent, A Fresh Take on Organizational Change, and we'll speak about his book uh, in a little while. So Eric, uh, before we start speaking about Lohmann and Rauscher, tell me a little bit about your own journey. Uh, I would say it's been quite international, uh, quite uh, varied, which uh, for me personally was very enriching, but also I think it's is very important for people. I originally am from the US, as you probably can hear from my English. Um, I've lived in Europe for now this year, 25 years. Wow. I've had a, um, yeah, hard to believe. Um, I've had a varied career working in both IT development, uh, IT support, uh, long and varied in-depth in experience in communications in, in various, mainly large companies, but also family-owned companies where I am now. Mm -hmm. um, in several countries, um, it worked in in business strategy, and I think um, yeah, always trying to learn something new and base uh, use what I've learned uh, for the next for the next step. Amazing. And uh, let's talk about Lohman and Rauscher. What? Tell me a little bit about the company and what is your role. Mm -hmm. So Lohman and Rauscher actually this year we celebrate twenty five years. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, a merger of two. Uh, or one part of a German company, uh, Lohmann Medical, as well as an Austrian company, Bausche, uh, both of which were founded in the 19th century, um, but the merger itself uh, took place 1998, so 25 years this year we're celebrating. Um, we're, we have many, many years of experience in the medical products industry with a mm -hmm. wide, wide range of products, both for wound management, compression therapy, uh, many different products for disinfection, uh, for operating rooms, mm. um, et cetera. So our, our claim is people healthcare, and we really focus on helping people get better um, and focusing on, on health. Um, and this has always been, been a focus. And I really mm. enjoy, I think, working here because uh, it is focused on such an important topic. I mean, health right. is the most important thing you have. Um, and I'm head of communications, so uh, corporate communications, but also events, uh, marketing services, uh, and digital. Wonderful. So for my viewers and listeners, uh, let's start by asking you a very basic question. What is corporate communications and why is it important in the corporate world? Excellent question. Uh, corporate communications is so important because, uh, I mean, whether you're an employee, a prospective employee, a customer, a prospective customer, you want to understand what a company does, mm. uh, what the direction it is, where they're going, where their successes are, what their focus are. Um, and our job is to basically provide that information, but not just information, also encourage and promote dialogue, uh, both within the company um, and between the company and stakeholders. I think, um, I mean, if somebody's looking for a company today, they're looking to buy something or looking to, uh, looking to apply for a job, they need to be able to also find information about the company. Um, it's not just something they think of immediately. Um, so our job is to make sure that's known because I think um, uh, former colleagues said perception is reality. 
Um, if you don't find something or you don't find enough, you may, I mean, you may think uh, yeah. about the company in a certain way, which isn't necessarily true. So uh, providing information and dialogue, I think, is a, is very important and also the focus. And one of the things that, uh, you know, based on my experience and having spoken to many people, one of the things that is important uh, is to build a strong corporate image, uh, which uh, also I'm sure is part of your mandate. My question is, what goes into building a strong image? I mean, I think it starts with, or communication starts with a corporate strategy. Um, you can't sort of create or do communications without thinking yeah. about the corporate strategy um, from which your communication strategy is based. I think uh, companies are people who just create communications and don't connect it back to the corporate mm -hmm. strategy that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So I think the the image of the company itself is what the what the corporate strategy or vision and mission of the company mm -hmm. are. Uh, so I said before, our corporate claim is people health care. Mm -hmm. um, and we want to make sure that that is lived uh, internally, but also externally. Um, and that we sh we demonstrate that this is uh, this is actually what we are doing. Mm -hmm. um, we have corporate values and also leadership principles, which we want to ensure are lived, um, and also demonstrate that they are being lived, and not that the company is saying one thing but perhaps isn't doing as good a job. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's the biggest thing with corporate image. You want to make sure that what you're particularly you're saying internally and externally around what the company is 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 proven. Um, because otherwise that's where the disconnect happens, where uh, perhaps a very positive corporate culture is promoted, but perhaps the reality is not quite that, uh, or people aren't really sure. Um, and that can be, I would say that can damage a corporate image. Mm. And based on your own experience, uh, what are some of the common mistakes a lot of organizations make when it comes to corporate communications? Uh, I think one I just mentioned, um, not connecting what you do in communications to the corporate strategy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the other thing which I've seen, unfortunately, is, I mean, if you work in corporate communications, yes, you're in a very uh, senior role or you work with senior leadership, but you still need to understand in depth what the company does, who are the customers, what are the products. And I think if you don't understand that, you really can't do your job. So it's not just about uh, sort of high level strategy messaging but really really understanding what the company does because otherwise you can't communicate mm -hmm. um, and i think also in corporate communications or communications in general that tend to try to spin everything so everything's amazing yeah. um, i think everything is not always amazing um, and people are quick to yeah i would say smell the uh if I may say BS, um, that may be said. So if particularly if in a merger and acquisition moment, um, employees want to understand, you know, what the what the reasons are, but what may happen and and or a negative uh, a crisis, even where you try to spin it positively doesn't work. I think uh, one key thing is also being open and honest with whomever you're talking to, whether it's internal or external, that gets you a lot of trust. Mm. Um, and Otherwise, you can have actually it can backfire because if you try to spin it too much positively, mm. these days, particularly everything uh, will be found out at, at one point. Um, and then you end up having a bigger problem than you probably wanted. Well said. Well said. It's also often been said, Eric, that a reputation can be destroyed very, very easily, but it's very tough to rebuild it. From a corporate communications perspective, what in your opinion, are the, some of the most important qualities this, the leader should have 
Mm -hmm. I think it comes back to what I was just saying about corporate communications. I think being open and, and honest um, and creating a basis of trust. So when people hear the person speaking, uh, say the CEO, they know that what they're saying is, is being open and honest. And if there are problems, not trying to explain them away or, or, or worse, blame somebody else. Hmm. Um, I think taking responsibility also because that's the role uh, in general, hmm. the CEO. Um, and also being the CEO means you're the face of the company, both internal and external. And I think that's very important that not all CEOs do. They may think their job is just to run the company, but in the end there, yeah, as you said, reputation uh, or the reputation of the company is based on what they say and do. Yeah. Um, and particularly for companies uh, on the stock exchange, one wrong, one wrong word or uh, yeah, mess up or can really cause a huge drop in stock price. Um, and I think taking that job very seriously or that role very seriously, mm. um, that you're the face of the company, both internally and externally. Mm. Interesting. Um, it's also been said, and I remember, you know, when I was, I started working and you know, we talk about the organization. There used to be a general thumb rule, which I'm not sure is applicable today, but it said that when there is bad news, release it on a Friday. Mm -hmm. And when there's good news, release it on a Monday because it used to be in newspapers and the weekend no one would read newspapers. I'd love to get your thoughts on mm -hmm. how, what is the spin that one can give when the news is not so good? Uh, I mean, I guess there's a big difference or there can be a big difference between whether companies on the stock exchange or not. Yeah. Um, if there's certain news and you're on the stock exchange, you have some legal requirements of wanting to communicate something um, and you can't really hold it for the Friday or Monday. No. Um, I, I think these days, news cycle is 24 seven. Um, so even corporate news that's good or bad on a weekend, people read and actually often, I would say, uh, from my experience, people tend to read a lot more on the weekend uh, mm -hmm. when they have time. Mm -hmm. um, I think if yeah, if you have good news or bad news, I think it's important to connect it to something. If you have, uh, I mean, good news particularly if you have an event that you know is coming up, then connect it there mm -hmm. um, or announce it there because you want to do that. I think bad news, depending on what it is, also whether you're on the stock exchange or not, holding it back is probably also not a good idea because, again, to what I was saying before, you should be open and honest as yeah. much as you can. Um, and yeah, I guess if it's really bad news, getting in front of it as quickly as possible by announcing and saying you realize something is much better than waiting for mm -hmm. the press. And with the, the cycle these days, 24-7, and so much comes out anyway with social media, uh, you're probably better doing it earlier than uh, mm -hmm. later. Well said. Um, my next question to you, Eric, is how is technology changing the world of corporate communications? One, of course, you mentioned is 24 by 7. But yeah. there's so much new technology and so many different social media platforms. Uh, how does how do you, as uh, the corporate communications head, uh, determine with your teams what platforms to go to, how to make an announcement? Uh, that's a very good question. I think there's a lot of <laughs> my uh, motto. I say is fight the hype. There's a lot of hype around technology. Um, and many companies are told or many gurus say, oh, jump on this platform or that platform. Or if people say, oh, every company has to be on TikTok. Mm 
Um, I think it all starts again with a corporate strategy, which which defines your communication strategy, and then you have to be very focused. So first, you need to understand where are your target groups, mm-hmm. who are your target groups, and where might they be. Um, and in the end, regardless of how large your communications team is, you have a focus. Um, so, for example, you don't have 10 or 15 social media platforms. You could never manage them. And in the end, it can be a danger if you miss something that somebody commented somewhere. Um, so I think really it's it's looking at what your strategy is, your communication strategy, where you should be, but also then with the focus, but also then continually reevaluating. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, social media, for example, there's so many new platforms or there's many new trends in internal communications. Um, you don't necessarily want to jump on all the trends, but you should be aware of them and also look at you know whether they make sense for your company. Mm-hmm. My next question to you is on culture. You know, uh, and I've lived and worked in many, many different countries. And the way people communicate regarding their organizations varies dramatically. Some cultures love to talk about a lot of the things that they're doing. Some cultures say, let my bottom line do the talking. I'd love to get your perspective on how does culture impact corporate communication? That is something that... uh fascinates me um and particularly in global companies you really need to be i would say you need to be global Mm -hmm. um meaning you understand that there are these different cultures uh, particularly different languages and what they want to hear how they want to hear it is different Mm -hmm. so i think when you when you're working in a global company you really need to have people in the local countries um who can work with you to understand what the key topics are Um, and i think from a global perspective the biggest thing is also to watch what you're communicating, um, you can easily overwhelm, particularly employees, with 20 key important topics, which maybe headquarters thinks is important, but the people on the ground are often dealing with sales, customers, mm. um, and don't have that much time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think you need to really be careful on what you translate uh, or not. I mean, most companies, English is a, a key language, and people, I would say, at least passive English, if you work in a global company, it should be quite good. But then again, uh, for instance, our company, we have half of our team members uh, that are in production or logistics, and they often, their English maybe isn't that good. So also looking at what topics are you communicating and what you need to translate where, because uh, particularly for internal topics, it's key that they, you want to make sure they understand it um, and they feel included rather than something in English, which perhaps they don't understand very well. So one more question uh, for you about communication, and then we'll move to another, uh, to your book. Mm-hmm. Um, based on your own, own experience, what are some of the signals to watch out for, to understand that a company is facing a crisis from the perspective of communication? Mm-hmm. Crisis. Um, I mean, there's, there's lots of bad news coming out. There is, you know, a lot of negative factors happening. What are some mm-hmm. of the things that you would uh, look at and then start addressing? I think a crisis, crisis communication is the most important thing is to be fast. Um, I have a lot of experience in crisis where I've seen where yeah, a company tried to get all the details and facts before communicating. But in today's world, um, I mean, social media, YouTube, whatever, if something says visible, um, it can be quickly on social media. I think you need to be aware of that and put out a statement as quickly as possible that you understand something's happened because the worst is that 
something really bad happens um, and the outside world thinks you have you are ignoring it, which I don't think you can do anyway. Um, and uh, I think there, there, particularly for the worst crises, the CEO is really key um, to be the face of or the voice of, of the company to reassure people, reassure employees, uh, but also customers that um, that they're aware of the topic and they're working on it. Um, and if it's due to a fault or something that open being open and honest about faults and not trying to, as I said before, trying to explain why it really isn't that bad when people probably won't believe you. Yes, I agree. Uh, so let's move now to your book, Eric. You know, uh, you've written the book titled "The Accidental Change Agent: A Fresh Take on Organizational Change." Um, tell me a little bit about your book. Sure. Yeah, I, I over the years I've thought or written a lot about uh, topics like living abroad. I mean, I've been uh, an American in Europe for a long time. I have a wide, uh, in-depth experience also on digital uh, transformation, digital communications and marketing um, and communications. And I I decided uh, to put this book together. Um, It's sort of, I call it a series of essays uh, and musings also um, on my experience uh, in business around these topics. Um, Also, uh, I think heavily focused on what I said before is my um, motto, fight the hype. Um, So really trying to not just, I say, regurgitate what a lot of people are saying or hyping, particularly around digital, but explaining what my experience is also around uh, leadership uh, as a leader or seen uh, good or bad leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, uh, I think the the key is really uh, being someone who is, has a broad range of experience and in-depth experience, but also, um, yeah, trying to evoke change in a company. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think one of the key things you can do there is also the title accidental change agent is um, being a bit different um, than people think because that often brings change um, mm-hmm. and really also advocating for what you think is, mm-hmm. is right rather than what you think people want to hear. Mm-hmm. So would you like to share maybe some anecdotes from, uh, you know, your book about... Uh, what your experiences have been? Sure, I think, um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is leadership. Um, So many people uh, I've seen who their goal is basically to be CEO or Mm. be, uh, have have a team lead function or manage people Mm. um, because, uh, yeah, I think they think that's the great thing because you have power, quote unquote, or uh, I guess more money, but you can, coordinate people and you're so important now. Mm. Um, I've seen so many times though, where these people get the job and realize it's not just that, um, Mm. it's a lot of work. Um, And to be a good leader, I would say, you really need to be human and it's not Mm. just about having a bunch of people and and telling them what to do. Mm. Um, I think the other thing I also mentioned in the book is about uh, promoting leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this is something some companies focus on, whereas others don't. But particularly for the senior leaders, you know, are they promoting themselves, or they do? Are they trying to get a broad range of experience? Um, because that uh, is the best way to move the company forward, rather than everybody agrees or everybody's saying or doing the same thing. Um, and I think that's uh, that's something that's that's also needs to be looked at. And also, you know, are the is the company promoting people who are just loud and talking all the time, or or the more arrogant, outspoken people, which unfortunately often gets 
senior leaders attention but are they actually the right people for the job to get things done that's right. a bigger question yeah. interesting so time for one more question and this question is for the many many people who will listen to uh, our conversation mm -hmm. and based on your amazing experience uh, across different businesses in multiple countries what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from our conversation Mm -hmm. Sure. One is basically be your own person. I think, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, particularly we, we only have one life to live um, yeah. and focusing too much on what other people expect or even what society expects. I think uh, you'll find at some point that that's not really what you actually want. I think that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing really is you own your own time. So many people are busy, quote unquote, busy, so busy, have no time for anything. Mm -hmm. um, I think we waste so much time. Yeah, I mean, these days, particularly with phones and notifications popping up um, and you end up not getting anything done mm -hmm. um, and realizing that you really can set boundaries and, and it's your own time to do mm -hmm. things, plan things um, and move your life and, and ideas forward. Mm. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me and also personally is, is really learn. So be curious, um, try to learn new things. And particularly when you're looking or even starting in a, in a career, I think these days it's very important to have more of a generalist background than a specialist background mm. because you really have, I mean, if I look at my own career, so many different things I did, which brought me to today, but actually really helped in my current role. Um, and it's not something I necessarily planned, but I was just curious about different areas, um, both from a business perspective, but also personal. Wonderful. And on that note, and your three amazing lessons, be your own person, you own your own time. And your third one was be curious and learn constantly. Thank you, Eric, for speaking to me about your own journey, about corporate communications. I think there's so many new things I learned and I'm sure our viewers and listeners would have learned uh, about corporate communications. What are the advantages? What are the pitfalls, et cetera? Thank you also for speaking to me about your book, The Accidental Change Agent. I'm going to ask all our viewers and listeners to go and check out your book on Amazon. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck to you. Thank you very much. Great conversation. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in, to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.